0: into the word now and I believe you know just like we're going to have some food for our bellies God wants to feed us our spiritual man um, with a bit of food for our spiritual bellies um, to nourish us and to empower us to keep us going to bring life to us and we're in the middle of this series called embrace the new Um, and if you weren't here last week you can listen to the podcast uh, because we have those now Um, we are now yeah technologically advanced uh, and it's not something new. It's just we've re, re-bought um, podcasts that were around. In the back, it's on SoundCloud, and I post the link on the Facebook page. You can give it a like and subscribe. I sound like a YouTuber, but you can... And all the young people are, like, laughing, but, it, you know, so, but what's a YouTuber? Um, but, oh, well, maybe one day uh, we can get it on, but for now, it's on SoundCloud. But if you haven't heard that message, I'd encourage you to go back and... And listen to that because it really will set up um, the rest of the series for us. And I'll briefly recap what we're talking about. And the, the feeling that I got, do you know, do you ever, when you're out and about, you just think, hmm, things feel different. And I, People think I'm weird. You probably all think I'm weird when I leave. I go, I smell a new season. I, like four weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was like to my boss, I was like, hmm, it feels like spring is here now. And like, you know, when you just... Uh, it, something feels different in the atmosphere. Like, uh, maybe I see a couple of people nodding, so I know I'm not alone. We can be weirdos together. But like, you just something different. Like, the birds are chirping, or there's like sun, and it's a bit warmer. And I know, we're in, I know we're in winter, and I know it's been super rainy recently, but I reckon it's already spring. You know, I think... No, not technically. Probably not naturally. But I'm just declaring for our church we're in a season of spring. Winter's over. Winter is over for our church. It's time for new life to come. I'm just believing that, and this is the heart of the series, is that God is doing a new thing. And, and last week, we really just talked about in order to embrace the new that God wants to do, we've got to let go of the old. We've got to let go of the old season, the old mistakes, our old comfort zones, and get ready for God to do a new thing. Uh, and, and those key scriptures we talked about out of Isaiah and 2 Corinthians talks about God, I will make a, a river in the desert. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And, and Jesus, and it talks about what happens when you, in 2 Corinthians, when you enter a relationship with Jesus, is that you become a new creation. The old is gone and new has come. And, and that's what we talked about. And I want to encourage you, get ready, get ready for the new. And and to embrace the new, we let go of the old. That was week one. But I want to encourage us. What we're going to talk about is in the picture, the quote, and I want to read the quote again because I think it just summarizes what what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to do a, a radical reorientation of our lives that comes through regeneration. When a person becomes a Christian... Uh, God totally restructures their life, altering its whole fabric, its thinking, its feeling, its willing and acting. In the new creation are a set of conditions or relationships has passed out of existence, the old, and a new set has come to stay. God is wanting to radically reorientate and totally restructure your life. You've got a new day coming into your world. God wants to do that. Who's ready for that? So we let go of the old. We let go of the old and, and, and my... The title of my message, I had like five running around in my head, um, but the one that I think serves the best purpose for the message is Get Ready. Get ready for a new season. There are some, some things you've got to get ready for, some things you have to prepare. When we were expecting miles, uh, we, we didn't know uh, what to expect, but we knew something was going to happen. So we decided, you know, there was a new thing happening in our world. We, we better get ready. So we went to the, the baby store and we bought a, a cart and we bought all the things that you need and all the things that you thought you need but you didn't need because they just tell you you need them. We did all of that because we were getting ready for a new season. And, and, and when God's bringing you into a new season, there's some things that He's wanting you to get ready for. And, and why don't we turn in our Bibles to John 6, which is going to be the base of our, our, our sermon today. And I, in this scripture, God was just, I was just reading it for my own devotion. And God just started speaking to me out of that, which I think is a good method for getting messages. Not that I was trying to get a message, but it was just out of my personal devotion with Him. In, in John 6, um, verses 1... And we're going to get ready for the new. John 6, verses 1, as I find it. And it says, After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. Then Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Therefore, Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, for everyone to receive a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon uh, Peter's brother, said to him, there is a lad who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are these for so many people. Jesus said, "Have the people sit down." Now there was so much grass in the place, so the men sat down in the number of about 5000. Jesus then took the loaves that he had given and and having given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated, likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, "Gather up the leftover fragments so that there will be nothing lost." So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, this is truly the prophet who was to come into the world. What a fantastic story. Who would like multiplying food in their world? I mean, it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. And I think this story is just a great context for what we're talking about is get ready. We're going to get ready. and, and, And why don't we just pray before we move into the sermon, Lord, We just thank you so much for your presence in this place. Would you speak to us? Would you encourage our hearts? Would you help us to get ready for the new thing that you have in our life? Help us to prepare, Lord, for a new season in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I mean, the first point that I want to bring to you is that what you need to get ready for when we're looking into a new season, getting ready to go into it, get ready for some problems. That's my sermon today, everybody. I hope you feel encouraged. You're going to get problems. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> get ready for problems. Because problems are a part of life. Problems are going to come. And we see in this story here in John 6 that there was a problem. That Jesus saw a crowd coming. Philip saw a crowd coming. And, and Jesus, and, and they, they needed food. There wasn't enough food to feed these people. I like to. There are all sorts of problems in our life and, and my question to you is, what's your problem? What's your problem, Sheridan? What's your problem? Because there's all sorts of problems in our world, but some of them are good problems. I like to call them growing pains. Things that are happening as a result of good things happening. The only reason there was a problem a situation where there was a a need for food is because people were following what Jesus was saying. People were coming to hear what Jesus was saying. They were drawn to him because they heard and saw the signs and the miracles. And so there is now 5,000 men. There's probably 20,000 people when you count the the women and the children all needing some food. And here we have a problem. But it's a good problem. It's a, it's a problem that says to me that there was something good happening. You know, when I look in our church, I see a ton of problems, but they're all good problems. We're full of problems, but they're all good problems. And you're like, we're not full of problems. There's no problems here. Yeah. I'm, I'm meaning it in a good way. You know, one of my, you know, I, I'm, and I'm looking, I'm actively looking in our church for good problems because to me it's an indication of something happening. It's an indication that God is moving in the midst of our church. When I see that there's not enough um, cups, we've got too many people, we've run through our cups. That's a problem, but it's a good problem. It says to me that there is too many people. There's not too many people, but our capacity for cups was exceeded by the amount of people. People are coming. People are growing. People are getting connected. We... we there is, there's, I could go over so many. We ran out of uh, visitor cards a couple weeks back. We didn't have enough. We'd gone through them. Too many people were visited, But it's not too many people. It's more, 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 please. We'll deal with the problem. We'll deal with the situation. It's a sign of that God is doing amazing things. And I want to just encourage you. Maybe what is it that thing in your life that you're viewing as, a oh, why am I going through this? But maybe it's a sign of growth in your life. Maybe it's a sign that God's at work in your world, and the only reason you're going through that is because you're growing. It's because God's moving you in the right direction. Are you with me today, church? So we need to see our problem for what the problem is. And there's, there's so many types of problems. But bring on the growing pains. Bring them on. I mean, we're going we're gonna to learn to meet the needs of the growing pains. And we're not going to always, if we keep running out of cups, you know, that's an issue. We need to meet the need, and we're going to talk about that. But I get this sense is that when Jesus saw this crowd coming and he asked Philip, what are we going to do? Could you imagine being Philip? Like, oh man, Jesus, why are you asking me? I don't know. (laughs) And Jesus said, literally, you know, and I think it's like a quarter of a man's wages, like, you know, his whole 25% of his salary for the whole year, $30,000 or something around in in today's money. Not even that amount of money is going to be able to give everybody just a little bite, just a little bit. And, and I could imagine Philip feeling like he was in over his head. Feeling like, oh man, what am I going to do? Situation, a situation came into his world that has caused him to feel out of his depth. And you know, a lot of us, and, and I think it's human nature, that we don't want to feel out of control. We don't want to feel like this situation is overwhelming us. But I think God is calling us out into that place at times. Because we want to feel safe. We want to feel like I'm in control and that I know what I'm doing. But I believe just in this, this, this verses, seven to eight of what we were reading, when this crowd was coming and there's a situation that he had no idea what he was going to do. How am I going to meet the need? And Jesus asked him to test him. He's cheeky that way. I can imagine having a smirk on his face, asking him, what are you, you going to do? Do, Philip. But he asks him anyway, And I I think that's a beautiful picture of what we're called to be as Christians, is that we're called to step out of our comfort zone into a place where we need God to do something in our world. A a place of stepping in, out over our heads, because that's where God is going to do a miracle in that spot. Come on, are you with me today, church? If Jesus was talking as safety and comfort as his number one, Selling point of Christianity. You know, I don't know how many people would have followed him because, in reality, to be a disciple of Jesus in that time, in that moment, calling yourself a Christ follower wasn't an easy thing to do. Calling yourself a disciple of Jesus was going against the the grain of society. When they said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, they weren't doing it and it wasn't like everybody was clapping them. There was a culture that was not celebrating them, they were actively being persecuted. But these people, in spite of all the situations, in spite of what was going on, they said, God, we're going to follow you. Jesus, we're going to follow you. And I think God's just wanting us to be just radically just careless a little bit in our following of Him into situations that are getting us over our head because it's in that place that God says, in, my, in your weakness, I am strong. Come on, in your weakness, I am strong. God's not calling us to be safe. He's calling us to just be radically obedient to following Him, to following Him. It's going to be be tough. It's going to be hard. But it's in that place of where you're feeling like that, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I get this picture of that Philip, when Jesus asked him, he basically said, I don't know. And that's an okay place to be. When you're faced with a situation that you don't know what to do, and I'm, what I've just spent the last five minutes talking about is that I think we need to be there a lot more often than we are, stepping out into places of influence and places where we're not comfortable. Last week we talked about stepping out of our comfort zone because God wants to do something in the midst of a situation. Yeah? Because there was a crowd that needed to be fed. So Jesus put Philip on the spot and made him feel super uncomfortable. I don't know. I, do you get what I'm saying? That feeling of like, sometimes I'm up here I'm feeling like, oh, well, God, what am I going to do? But I'm stepping out, out of that place, out of my comfort zone, because I know that there is something that God wants to do through me. God, there's something that God wants to do through me. So as I step out into that place, when we, we say, God, I don't know what to do, God begins to say, that I will come and I will help you. That place of humility is a good place. That God, I don't know what to do, but Lord, do you know what to do. Can you help me? And, and we see a beautiful picture of what, what Simon Peter says. He says, there's a, there's a boy with five loaves and two fish. But what can that do amongst so, so many? Oh, it's not gonna do anything. And I think what, in the midst of those Problems, and, and, and that's what, what I'm getting now. So, we have the problems and we have the, the situations, and that we're in over our head, but those problems, God is wanting us to get ready for new capacity to deal with those problems. God's wanting to give you capacity to, to meet the situational need in Jesus' name. And you might feel like I, the first place is where we start is a dependence on Him. God, I can't do anything. Without you. I am so lost without you. But then God is saying, I want to empower you with capacity. Why don't you turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 1? James chapter 1. When we look at a problem as we're turning to James chapter 1, a lot of the time, all we can see is the problem or the situation. What's going on? Oh, why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? And we get fixated on the problem. But what God sees in a problem is he sees potential. Are you with me today, church? Not just potential for the problem to get solved, but he sees the potential in you. Says so when there's a situation that's overwhelming you and there's a situation that's testing your faith, we know that God He's developing your capacity. We need to get ready for new capacity. God sees the potential in your life because he, he's preparing you for something greater than the problem that you're facing. Could you imagine being David in the, in the sheepfold? Totally forgotten about. Totally, uh, he thought he was like, you know, no, he was forgotten about. He had all his brothers. They were off doing important things. And there David is minding the sheep looking after the sheep. And he might have thought, well, you know what? My life doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to amount to anything. And then and it, as he's looking after the sheep, probably stepping in a, a bunch of dung all the time and, and having to chase the naughty sheep off. And, you know, it, it's hard work. He was doing it. And not only that, but he had to fight a lion and a bear because there was a lion and a bear coming to attack the sheep. And there was a problem for David. This, could you imagine having to find a lion? Oh my gosh, no thank you. The other way. But when David faced the lion, I'm sure he was in over his head. I'm sure he felt like there was, there was a, this was a testing of his capacity. And he could see the lion, but God could see past the lion. And God could see the potential in David's life. God could see the Goliath through the lion. God could see that the task of of ruling a nation for David, there was a developing that was going on in David's life when he was facing a lion. Are you with me today, church? God is wanting to develop your capacity. And that's, how does that come? It comes through stuff going wrong. It comes through situations of struggle and trial. This is a really uplifting message today, isn't it? I hope you feel it. And James, James 1, it says this, verses 2, it says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have, have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. God's developing character in you. God's developing capacity in you to handle the problem, to handle the situation, to go through what you're going through. You know, it's like God's training us to walk and he's going to be there and he's going to, but he's not wanting us to stay in a place where we need his assistance all the time to just walk. Do you get what I'm saying? So the starting point for for dealing and attacking your problems and situations that come against you and they will come against you and they are normal part of life, the beginning place is a dependence on, on God. Knowing that he is the one that empowers you to do this. Knowing that it's not our pride, it's not my strength, but it's by his glory. It's by what he can do. That's the, that never goes away. But there is a point where God says to you now, all right, you are my son, you are my daughter. Let's take the training wheels off a little bit. Let's put you out into the deep end a little bit. Let's get you rolling down the hill with nobody there to catch you. I'm still here. And yeah, you're probably going to fall off, but God wants to increase your capacity to ride down the hill on your own. Are you with me today, church? Not on your own in the sense that you do it by yourself, but God's wanting to give us an understanding of who we are in Him. we sang today that God is a good, good Father. That only applies if we are sons and daughters. So we are sons and daughters. And that means God has given you authority in your life to represent His kingdom here on earth. You're the representatives of the heavenly Father. You're the ones that that step out into situations that scare you. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And when you step out, you're stepping out in authority, knowing that you have the God of all the heavens on your side and that you have the capacity to deal with the problem and with the situation. Because God's calling you to a place of influence. Scott, God's calling you to a place of influence, man. It's all over you. Sorry to embarrass you. In fact, I'm not sorry to embarrass you. I've just been praying you for this whole week. You've been in my mind. I can't stop thinking about you. <laughs> sounds weird to pray for our pastor. He's so weird. But God has, an, has so, this leadership potential all over your world. Favor is on your world. God's giving you favor with people. God's giving you favor in your business and God's given you favor with him and I just see all this potential all this leadership potential and it just goes back to even when you were younger when you were in your 20s God had his hand on you God's preparing you for a new season that's what I and I want to just pray for you if that's all right right now why don't you just stand up and raise your hand so I'm just going to prophesy into your world right now God a new season to come in Jesus name a season of favor a season of influence Lord, I pray for a season of fresh encounter with your love and with your presence. That God, these next days in his life, he would be overwhelmed and overtaken with the love and the presence of God in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this, this man has many giants to slay in the spirit. That there is a weight of authority and leadership on his life that you're wanting to bring out in this next season, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for any condition, any problem in Jesus' name that you would just speak to it, Lord. Every health concern, every concern about his, his, his health in Jesus' name, I pray right now, wholeness and healing, that you're going to run, man. You're going to run for the glory of God. And it's going to be just something that overtakes you. There's going to be a passion for the things of God that you've never felt before in your life, and it's going to come in this next season. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God, thank you. God, thank you for what you're doing in Scott's life. And Lord, thank you that you're going to do that in every person's life. Be looking for that, that God's wanting to do an amazing work. So God's wanting to strengthen your capacity. Embrace getting ready for the new, Is about getting ready for problems. They're going to come. But then getting ready for God to increase your capacity. Psalm 18 is such a beautiful psalm. And if you get a chance in your time to read that, I want to encourage you to read it. Because it it shows a picture of David going on a journey. And right at the beginning, he talks about being, "I I was overwhelmed. I was lost. I was nearly dead. But you rescued me. And this is the Sheldon paraphrase. So you know, <laughs> I'm giving you the highlights. But then you rescued me. You stooped down and you picked me up. You helped me. And, and are we thankful for the helping of God that he picks us up when we can't pick ourselves up? We need that. You need that. But not only then does he pick you up, but then he puts you on steady ground and then he begins to train you. He makes your feet strong. And it's is all in the psalm. And then he says that you give me the strength to bend back a bow. So that says to me that capacity is formed in your life. God's wanting to form strength in your life. Those areas that have been areas of weakness, God's wanting to bring them into an area of strength in Jesus' name. God's developing your capacity because it's all leading to something. There's breakthrough. On the other side of your problem, with the capacity that God gives you, Just on the other side of that problem is a breakthrough. Have you ever seen that analogy where the guy gives right up, right at the end, he's digging, 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 and there's like a little thin sliver of of, of dirt, and then there's diamonds just there. And there is a guy that's just started digging, but he's digging, 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 and he's not stopping. But this guy gave up just in that moment, right on that side. But if he just got through to the other side of the dirt, he would have found something he would have found something. And there was a a talk, I like to listen to podcasts from time to time and this, this real crazy army guy was talking about, everything you want is just on the other side of hard work. Just on the other side. But your breakthrough, just on the other side of you stepping out into that place, In the capacity and in the strength that God gives you. On the other side of you going, knowing who I am and going, God, you can do a great thing in this life. On the other side of that is breakthrough. God wants to bring breakthrough. He's developing your capacity because He wants to bring breakthrough into the world around you through your life. Are you with me today, church? Breakthrough. And we see a beautiful picture of breakthrough in the story, in our original story in John 6. So Jesus, so, so Peter brings to him the little that he, that he could conjure up, five loaves 2 We've all heard this story so many times. It's fantastic. I love it. But could you imagine, and I think I've shared this before, could you imagine? Peter even says, like, I've got this little bit, but what's it going to do? But that's what God wants us to do, is to bring what we have to him. What you have is enough. You might not feel like it's enough, but it's enough. What God has in your life, what God's doing in your life, when you bring that to Him and you combine it with Jesus, when you bring the little that you have and you can bring it to Jesus, that's more than enough to meet the need. you with me today, church. Your faith is enough. But you say, children, my faith is floundering. I'm feeling weak. Just bring it to Jesus. I I don't know what's going to happen with my job. I don't know what's going to happen. Just take it to Jesus. Take it to Jesus and he'll do a miracle with it. He's going to break it. He's going to distribute it. He's going to multiply it. There's going to be breakthrough that's going to happen. And we read in, in those verses 10 to 12, we see a breakthrough. We see a miracle happen. People had a, enough to eat. They had a feed. They had a big cook up. They had a, a, a fiesta. Is that the right? I don't know. They had, they had, what do they call it in El Salvador? Well, you know, Eddie, fiesta, fiesta. fiesta. yummy food. And I'm going to taste some of that yummy food that you're cooking over there, idiots. I'm just prophesying. (laughs) Come on, come on. But there is a breakthrough and He abundantly provides. So we see a picture. There was leftovers. And it said that everybody had enough to eat, not just enough. They ate as much as they wanted. When God provides, He abundantly provides. See, God's wanting to do a miracle and a breakthrough. And it's just in his nature to be abundant and to show off and to go, man, look at me in 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 an awesome way that only God can do it. Because if I was to say it, it would just be totally the opposite. It would be, look at me, you know, terrible. But God's wanting to show his character and his nature of being able to do more than you could ask or hope. You're just believing, just a little bite, just a bite. But God's saying, I want to break through and do more. I want to do more. So a situation and a struggle that you're facing might be telling you just to lower your expectations, just to make God, just to, just to have a bite. You know, if we just have a bite, that'll be enough. But no, start believing God to do abundantly more than you could ask through or hope because that's who he is. He abundantly provides. How cool is that, that there was leftovers? And you know what Jesus said? And I love this about Jesus. He said, let nothing be wasted. Let nothing be wasted. And he said, gather up the leftovers. And they gathered up 12 baskets full of leftovers. And I thought that was just a beautiful picture of what God does for us. See, so you might feel in your life that you're just the leftovers. You might feel that, you know, you've been missed or that God doesn't have a plan for you. But we're talking about bread here. How much do you think he's focused on your life? We said, let nothing be wasted of the bread, how much more do you think he's looking at your life and let nothing be wasted? God had a purpose for that bread. God has a purpose for you. And you might feel like you've been missed, but I'm just wanting to speak that that word over your life that God has a plan for you. We might've thought it would just be easy to let that bread go, but God had a plan. God has a plan for your life. Church, why don't we just bow our head, close our eyes right now. We're just going to bring this message.